0: Exodus chapter 2, verses 18 through 20, these are God's words. You shall not permit a sorceress to live. Whoever lies with an animal shall surely be put to death. He who sacrifices to any god except Yahweh only, he shall be utterly destroyed. So far the reading of God's inspired and inerrant word. All idolatry aims at trying to have power in some way apart from the power of God, or trying to have knowledge in some way other than the knowledge of God, or trying to have purpose in some way other than the purpose given us by God or found in God. We're trying to have pleasure in some way other than knowing the goodness of God in the goodness of the things that He has made for us to enjoy, and especially when it comes to things like these false religions or witchcraft or magic or any of those other things they um the idea is that the ordinary ways that God has given us of knowing things, whether from his word or from his world, and the, or, or the ordinary ways that God has given us of having power, which is knowing that it all comes from him, all life and all strength comes from him, and that for our souls he gives us this directly by the means of his grace because he operates in us, by his grace personally, uh, and that uh, when it comes to physical or earthly things, uh, we know that it all relies upon him and that it's his providence, uh, his creation and his providence that has um, built into this world the ordinary way by which we get things like health and strength, uh, so that uh, it's wicked to treat God like a source of magic for physical things and say, well, I'm just going to ask God to make me uh, lose weight, but I'm not going to uh, move more and eat less. (laughs) Yeah, turn this carrot stick into a Cheeto on the way down, basically. But uh, all idolatry uh, denies that God alone is the source of power, that God alone is the source of knowledge. Uh, and uh, so what happen- What we have here are three instructions that are related to the uh, wicked uh, religions that uh, were being uh, exercised or-, or participated in in Canaan K- uh, K- K- at the time uh, or that, uh, that were represented either in the Egyptian religion or in the religions of others that they had met in Egypt and many of whom had come out with them. Uh, If you're one of the mixed multitude that's coming out in Exodus chapter 12, that doesn't necessarily mean that you've been uh, um, converted to exclusive Yahweh religion. It just means that between Yahweh and Pharaoh, you see which one won and which one was destroyed, and you're going to choose to make Yahweh the top of your pantheon. Um, So uh, there's... this is vital instruction for the Israelites as they're coming out of Egypt with a mixed multitude into Canaan, surrounded by Sumerians and Babylonians and Phoenicians and so forth. Uh, so uh, you under uh, I hope that gives you a uh, an understanding of the the big principles at stake and the context into which this comes. Uh, so uh, verse eighteen basically. You shall not permit a sorceress to live. It's against magic. And that's going to be there is no power greater uh, than the Lord. Uh, And then verse 19, whoever lies with an animal shall surely be put to death. Uh, That there is uh, no power from perversion, twisting good things that God has made to try to get either pleasure or power from them in a way that God has not designed uh, and then he who sacrifices to any god except Yahweh only, uh, that there is no power from other gods or other religions, man-made religions. So, uh, uh, verse 19, uh, uh, perverting uh, that which God has given us in his world, uh, and verse 20, perverting that which God has given us by special revelation, which for us is especially uh, in his words. So that's kind of the outline um, that we'll have, Lord willing, uh, in the evening sermon in a couple of days. But first, <laughs> first of all, you shall not permit a sorceress to live. This is something that you see in a lot of fantasy writing or um, uh, fantasy TV or film, the idea that there are magical forces that can be tapped into, uh, whether that's in the old-fashioned way, uh, with spells and magic words or uh, whatever, or the new-fashioned way, uh, science fiction. Uh, the uh, magic is just science we haven't figured out yet, uh, and we are going to be able to do whatever we want. We just need to figure out how um, uh, how to overcome all things uh, by... The magic that is in quote unquote science. And so science becomes not a receiving from God his uh, good design of the world so that we can learn how he has designed it uh, and more and more effectually uh, acknowledge and make use of his goodness to us by understanding how things actually are, but science becomes a sort of religion that has no limit in the amount of power. Uh, that we have, and we're tapping into uh, something that is like a magical power. Uh, And so even science fiction uh, uh, has behind it often uh, this mindset of magic. And since you guys are exposed, or have been exposed to a lot of that, it's good for you to realize the spiritual danger of the idea that if you just figure out Uh, the right words, or uh, get advanced enough in the right, quote-unquote, science, that you'll be able to manipulate uh, existence to do what you want, because both of those things deny the God of Providence. The idea of magic, which even exists, for instance, in some of the Narnian writing, is the idea that uh, even the gods can be manipulated. And in ancient pantheistic or, or polytheistic religions, uh, there was always this this higher power of magic that even the gods themselves were susceptible to and could trick one another into being trapped by. And, uh, so those gods were not the highest power. Magic was the highest power. So a sorceress is someone who has claims they have the ability uh, and of course we would know what it is, it's demonic uh, but he claims to have the ability to tap into this power that twists even the arm of God overrules his providence by tapping into the spiritual realm for power that makes your will the thing that's in charge that's what people want When they go looking for magic, they either want a shortcut or they've come to the end of their ability. And rather than yield to God and say, the Lord alone is God and his providence is good and he's put this beyond our ability. Say, no, there has to be some way of enforcing my will upon the situation. Uh, And a sorceress is one who, who holds out promise of a power that is greater than the Lord himself. Uh, And this is why it was uh, such a horrible, not just sin, but inviting others into that idea is a crime. It's soul murder to tempt others into thinking that they can overrule God and his providence and have a power that is greater than him so that they can force their will on what happens. Uh, And soul murder... Um, both in a capital crime against God himself and a capital crime uh, against others, um, is punishable here, of course, by death. You shall not permit a sorceress to live. Uh, so that's no power greater than Yahweh. Uh, in verse 19, you have no power from perversion, uh, that there is this corrupt way of making the creation, your source of pleasure or source of power, in a way that the Lord has uh, uh, has not given and that violates his law and his design. Uh, whoever lies with an animal shall surely be put to death. Now that sounds uh, like it's just a seventh commandment thing, and you wonder why it's sandwiched here between the sorceress and verse 18 and the sacrificing to any god in verse 20. Well, you wonder that, uh, but those who just came out of Egypt didn't wonder that, because Egypt had a whole pantheon of animal gods. Uh, and so there was the idea that uh, that animals had these uh, divine qualities, and each animal had its own kind of unique divinity. Uh, and uh, of course, out of that kind of a mindset, uh, comes the horrible perversion uh, of trying to uh, become one with uh, the animal uh, and even find uh, find pleasure in that. Uh, and not much has changed. Uh, even though uh, what we have now is supposedly atheism that has resulted in uh, environmentalism, uh, the same sorts of perversions have come from elevating the creatures to having uh, something like a divine image in them and reducing man to just one of the other animals. And in cultures where that has advanced, quote-unquote, the same sorts of perversions that came out of the ancient Near Eastern religions happen. Uh, In fact, while I was in the process of studying this uh, and writing for the devotional and for the evening sermon, uh, on the 28th, the health organizations in America and Europe were revising their advice on monkeypox, which is uh, transmitted by sexual immorality, uh, whether fornication and adultery, or homosexuality, or uh, or um, any anything outside of marriage. They were revising their counsel because there were Frenchmen who had gotten or given it to their dog. And so the, the health councils, these supposedly uh, top intellectuals uh, of, uh, of the Western world, uh, were telling people that they should, uh, they, they should be advised not to practice immorality with their animals in such a way that would expose them to monkeypox. These perversions that come out of a false view of the creation as having ultimate power in itself. And so uh, the confusion and the rebellion against God from the heart are still here today. When we read something like Exodus 22, Verse 19, whoever lies with an animal shall surely be put to death. The horrificness of man's sin in denying God as creator, in denying man's uniqueness in being made in the image of God, in denying God alone as the ultimate source of power and pleasure. Um, The horrificness of man's sin in those denials uh, is... uh, Is exposed again. Uh, It wasn't just then, it still happens today. And anyone who starts on the road of a materialistic worldview in which you buy into a theory of evolution, or rather than creation stewardship, you start to think of things in terms of environmentalism, in which the other creatures have as much of A dignity as man or even more where man is the problem because of the dignity of the other creatures those kinds of principles are actually steps in the direction of the kind of disgusting perversion uh, in in our passage here Um, no power from perversion or no power from twisting the creation to get things uh, out of their order so the sorceress, no power other than Yahweh, uh, the, the perversion in verse 19, no power from perversion or uh, from the creation, so no power from magic, no power from the creation other uh, than how the Lord has created and, and made it, and no power from religion uh, other than that which the Lord has given um, so the Lord gives them to sacrifice to himself. That happens already in Genesis 3. Uh, you remember uh, Adam and Eve, after they have heard the gospel pronounced in the curse upon the serpent, and they were supposed to sit up as he could They were supposed to surely die, uh, but instead God started talking about the seed of the woman who's going to crush the serpent's head and yeah uh, we're just scratching our heads. Uh, how can someone who is supposed to in that day that you eat of it surely die? How are they going to have seed? but God is going to work by grace and praise god and Of course, one of the things with which the account uh, concludes is that God atones in a way that man has already found himself helpless to do that the fig leaves were useless, uh, but when God sacrifices and uh, the animal loses its life and the skin covers you. Uh, you understand that someone else is going to lose his life for us. Someone else is going to cover us in a way that, uh, that actually covers our shame uh, and begins the restoration uh, of our dignity. And so sacrifice was God's idea because it was looking forward, of course, to the sacrifice of Christ who would be the one who atones for us and who would be the one who covers us and restores us. Uh, and then... What does man do? Well, Adam and, uh, and Eve's children, they start sacrificing to things of their own imagination. Well, if sacrificing to one god is good, sacrificing to a bunch of them would be better. Uh, and, uh, of course, they, uh, they're trying to get power from religion other than uh, what, uh, what God has given And and same thing, he who sacrifices to any god except Yahweh only, he shall be utterly destroyed. And the language for utterly destroyed is language for being put under uh, the ban. Uh, When the Lord puts something or a people under judgment, and he says all of them shall be utterly destroyed. It's not just a sentence of death. It is a specific. Particular kind of cursed death uh, as something that has uh, that has been publicly identified as an offense against the glory of God, uh, and we should remember that this isn't just a sin; it's also a crime. A sacrifice was uh, a communal thing with many people involved. Uh, ordinarily, uh, you know, one man doesn't eat an entire lamb in a sitting, um, uh, or uh, or you know, something bigger than that, an ox or whatever. Um, uh, and uh, it would often be a, a public thing, enticing, uh, enticing others into it. Uh, and so you see, even in the civil law of Israel, uh, the Lord um, giving his people commands uh, and punishments, and here capital punishment, for the sorceress, teaches them to find uh, power in a magic that is higher than God or able to manipulate Him. The, um, the perversion, verse 19, which seeks a power and pleasure in the creation in a way that God has not uh, given us to have power or pleasure uh, from the creation. Uh, and then, uh, verse 20, religion that God has not given. Uh, seeking uh, to have uh, power or knowledge or pleasure or purpose uh, in a religious way that is not what God uh, has given. My dear children, this is one of the great uh, reasons for you to develop a healthy, strong doctrine of God's providence, to know that all of your life, all of your strength, all of your goodness, ability, growth, uh, all of your knowledge, all of your purpose in life, all of your joy in life, that should be ultimately in him and from him, and therefore only in the ways that he has given for you to have power or strength or purpose or joy uh, or knowledge uh, and so forth. Uh, Because forgetting him and... His word and uh, his design for his world, as you pursue any of those things, leads you to those things that are hellish uh, and uh, should be punishable by death in a just society, should be punishable um, by excommunication in a faithful church, and will be punished by hell on the last day. So look to God alone for all those things. He is a good God. He is not unwilling or stingy. He is not closed-fisted with us. Uh, He has given us not only himself and the religion that he has given us in his word, uh, which shows us that he's given us himself in Christ and the way of coming to him through Christ, Uh, but he's also given us uh, his world that is wonderfully designed and predictable, and he's given us lots of... Uh, ability, especially now, after the Reformation in Europe uh, restored this confidence in God uh, and his creation and his providence from which the rapid advances in science have come. He's not closed-fisted. He's generous. So let us look to him uh, for our purpose, our power, our knowledge, our pleasure, our everything. Let's ask him, to convince our hearts of that. Our Father in heaven, we pray that you would have mercy on us. Uh, We know that the same roots of the same sin uh, that results in the things that in this passage are punishable by death uh, remain in each of our hearts and each of our fleshliness. Remaining fleshliness and remaining sinfulness from our original nature. And so we've come to you, O God, who have given Christ, that we would be forgiven of the guilt of our sin and delivered from the power of our sin. Um, That you would uh, make us to grow in the grace of Christ and the knowledge of Christ. That you alone would be uh, the one who gives us purpose. That you alone would be the one in whose providence. We have hope that everything will work out for our good, that you alone would be the one in whom we find power and ability and strength, that we would only look to find pleasure in things that you have designed for that that right use in that way. Help us by your Spirit, we pray, to know your goodness and therefore to look for these things nowhere apart from you. We ask it. In the name of Jesus, in whom you have given yourself for us and to us, amen.